August 27th, 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 12, through chapter 2, verse 11. We, Paul and his co-workers, can say with confidence and a clear conscience that we have been honest and sincere in all our dealings. We have depended on God's grace, not on our own earthly wisdom. That is how we have acted toward everyone and especially toward you. My letters have been straightforward, and there is nothing written between the lines and nothing you can't understand. I hope someday you will fully understand us, even if you don't fully understand us now. Then, on the day when our Lord Jesus comes back again, you will be proud of us in the same way we are proud of you. Since I was so sure of your understanding and trust, I wanted to give you a double blessing. I wanted to stop and see you on my way to Macedonia, and again on my return trip. Then you could send me on my way to Judea. You may be asking why I changed my plan. Hadn't I made up my mind yet? Or am I like people of the world who say yes when they really mean no? As surely as God is true, I am not that sort of person. My yes means yes because Jesus Christ, the Son of God, never wavers between yes and no. He is the one whom Timothy, Silas, and I preached to you, and He is the divine, yes, God's affirmation. For all of God's promises have been fulfilled in Him. That is why we say Amen when we give glory to God through Christ. It is God who gives us, along with you, the ability to stand firm for Christ. He has commissioned us, and He has identified us as His own by placing the Holy Spirit in our hearts as the first installment of everything He will give us. Now I call upon God as my witness that I am telling the truth. The reason I didn't return to Corinth was to spare you from a severe rebuke. But that does not mean we want to tell you exactly how to put your faith into practice. We want to work together with you so you will be full of joy as you stand firm in your faith. So I said to myself, No, I won't do it. I won't make them unhappy with another painful visit. For if I cause you pain and make you sad, who is going to make me glad? That is why I wrote as I did in my last letter, so that when I do come, I will not be made sad by the very ones who ought to give me the greatest joy. Surely you know that my happiness depends on your happiness. How painful it was to write that letter. Heartbroken, I cried over it. I didn't want to hurt you, but I wanted you to know how very much I love you. I am not overstating it when I say that the man who caused all the trouble hurt your entire church more than he hurt me. He was punished enough when most of you were united in your judgment against him. Now it is time to forgive him and comfort him. Otherwise he may become so discouraged that he won't be able to recover. Now show him that you still love him. I wrote to you as I did to find out how far you would go in obeying me. When you forgive this man, I forgive him too. And when I forgive him, for whatever is to be forgiven, I do so with Christ's authority for your benefit, so that Satan will not outsmart us, for we are very familiar with his evil schemes. Now the amazing thing about the human conscience is this, that even if you don't believe what I'm saying, 
you believe what I'm saying. That even if you reject the truth of what I'm saying, there is rooted inside you a conviction which you can suppress with the years, but which is there nonetheless, which is telling you that these things are so. And this truth is the truth which the scripture will not let us forget. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Raise your hands and thank God for Jesus who stands by your side, sword in hand, ready to deliver you from all your fears. Lord, we give you glory. We give you thanks for your utter faithfulness. You are our strength. You are our deliverer. We have no power of our own. We have no strength. It's yours. We turn to you, Lord, in full confidence, in faith, in trust. My God shall deliver me from my fears. He who is girded with strength, he who is sword in hand, will deliver me from my enemies. All my fears, the flood shall not overwhelm me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you've lost your peace, you have a troubled soul, you have a troubled mind, we're going to believe Jesus to deliver you. The Lord has promised to give you peace, His peace. Listen to this, I will lift up my eyes to the hills from whence cometh my help. My help comes from the Lord. He will not allow your foot to be moved. He will keep you and he will not slumber. He that keepeth Israel neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord thy keeper, the Lord is your shade upon your right hand. The sun will not smite thee by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve thee from all evil. He shall preserve thy soul. The Lord shall preserve thy going out and thy coming in from this time forth even forever. Hallelujah. He will keep us by his grace. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Now the amazing thing about the human conscience is this, that even if you don't believe what I'm saying, you believe what I'm saying. That even if you reject the truth of what I'm saying, there is rooted inside you a conviction which you can suppress with the years, but which is there nonetheless, which is telling you that these things are so. And this truth is the truth which the scripture will not let us forget. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, and of love, and of a sound mind.